0: What is universal redemption, and what does it have to do with us and the mission of the church? I'm Dennis Metzler, and you're listening to The Charge. Robert Barclay, born in 1648, was a Scottish Quaker spiritual writer who was also the governor of East New Jersey. Barclay uses the phrase universal redemption to express the notion that salvation through Christ's death is available to all people everywhere through faith. This is not to be confused with universal salvation, that is universalism, which Barclay shows no interest in. Here is a necessary clarification. I am neither Calvinist nor Arminian but see them as two sides of one coin. Calvinism and Arminianism are not to be seen in opposition, but as mutually informing and correcting each other. With that being said, Barclay's All People is in contrast to the Calvinist view of limited atonement, which held that Christ died only for those elected to salvation, chosen apart from anything those individuals would do. Barclay adamantly counters those Calvinists who hold that certain individuals, though hearing the gospel, have already been predestined by God not to believe and therefore will be inevitably condemned, that is, double predestination. God desires that all men be saved, is thus a foundational scripture for Barclay in his thought. This, all people, is also in contrast with those that hold that anyone who has never heard the gospel and therefore does not believe in Christ explicitly, nevertheless stands condemned in their sins. Barclay defends the doctrine that God has established the seed of Christ, the light of Christ in all people, that this seed is solely of God and that it is in no way to be confused with conscience or natural reason. The seed is that of God in all humans that allows them to be aware of and respond to the initiatives of Christ apart from any direct knowledge of Christ, the Church, or the Scriptures. These individuals will ultimately be saved or condemned based on how they respond in faith to the amount of light that God shares with them. When taken in the context of a church or society where the gospel has been much heard according to the perspective of extreme double predestinarian views, Barclay's teaching offers liberation to those who are convinced that they themselves have been damned by God apart from anything they can do or believe. Barclay's teaching will set those free who readily judge others as beyond the possibility of redemption and will cause them to see others in a more hopeful light. It sets off a great reversal for those extreme Calvinists so focused on God's power and sovereignty who are now free to see that God's great power is expressed in his ability to offer salvation to any who might believe. Barclay's thought offers a biblically-based and reasonable view of God's ability to bring salvation to those who have no opportunity to hear the gospel. This is an important apologetic to those who cannot countenance the notion of a God who creates hundreds of millions of people, who have no opportunity for anything but damnation. This salvation that those who have not heard may receive is not to be equated with being in Christ. For the benefit these so-called anonymous Christians would receive by participating explicitly in Christ and His Church is 10,000-fold. There is therefore no weakening of the missionary impulse. Barclay's thought rings consonantly with the biblical testimony Our God is a great God and able to save. Now then, with Barclay's universal redemption in mind, we are led by the Spirit to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, which restores all who would believe to the Father's embrace. We go forth dwelling in God's presence, living in close relationship with each other, cleaning up God's good earth, refusing to live by the sword, and expecting signs and wonders as we confront the gods of dollar and state, always looking to the day when Christ will be all in all. I'm Dennis Metzler, and you've been listening to The Charge. I've got a lot more podcasts, so please check them out. Peace to everyone.